We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm-hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> So, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right... Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama real time i'm gary sinise that's the ad that's the ad that's the ad everybody and once again we have taken a little trip down to the local mom and pops video store we've looked at a bunch of boxes on the shelves dr giggles is just sitting there and scott and i are going <laughs> remember when we talked about dr giggles on the show and brian said no i don't remember that and we said oh well then we're gonna re-rent it and talk about it again so welcome to episode two of re-rentals this week we're talking about dr giggles <laughs> uh brian mm-hmm I can't remember. Have you seen Dr. Giggles before this, or is this the first time? Absolutely not. Uh, I must have seen the cover a bunch because I sat down for a rewatch, and uh, 
it was a first time watch. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of it? Um, I Scott Rogered it. I Scott Rogered it a bit. Um, but I just wanted to watch Dr. Giggles and everything else that didn't really bother me. Um, or it didn't really, it did bother me. So I didn't watch it. So then it no longer <laughs> bothered me. I, <laughs> I, I said this probably way back. This was episode four of the podcast when we did this the first time, but what? way back, yeah, oh I know, God. but way back then, and I still stand by this. I would see, I would love to see more Dr. Giggles movies. Like of all of the shitty slasher movies that have gotten multiple sequels, Dr. Giggles was such an interesting character. And anytime that he's on the screen, I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with this. It's like you said, it's when it's not following Dr. Giggles where you're just like, okay, come on, bring in Larry Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it wasn't the worst movie. I don't know if I would want to see a sequel to it. I feel like you get like, a sequel in this movie itself because he dies like four times. <laughs> that's that's very true. But I'm just I, like, I try to think of franchise, like let's take like, uh, let's take any full moon off the table. Right. And let's look at like, okay, the, you know, nightmare on Elm streets got crazy. You know, Texas Chainsaw Masters got ridiculous right at the 13th. But like, look at the starting point for all of those movies. So if this is what we're coming out of the gate with, I don't want to see what two, three, four, five, and six are like. Because <laughs> at least those ones had very strong, very strong first ones. <laughs> see, but I'm thinking of like, like you're you're naming classics. I'm talking like there's four prom night movies. There's three uh, slumber party massacre yeah. movies. Like, and I would argue that in both of those cases, the sequels are better than the original. You know what I mean? Like prom night two is a better movie than prom night. Uh, Slumber Party 2 is a more enjoyable watch than Slumber Party Massacre. Like, oh, don't give me that shit. But I don't know. I, I, like I said, I'm always captivated when Dr. Giggles is physically on screen. I absolutely love the opening sequence of this shitty CGI and all. But like, it's such a good, like, it's almost like making fun of. (laughs) Here's, here's my version of it. I was thinking about this when I was watching it. So Dr. Giggles, the movie Dr. Giggles starts off where he is performing surgery on somebody and he's let all of the patients in the insane asylum out and he escapes, right? And I think that simultaneously when that's happening, Dr. Loomis and a, an assistant are driving up to the exact same insane asylum. Oh, oh you're doing a you're <laughs> yes. doing a crossover, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't hate it. Yeah, like, like I, I like to live in that world where he just also happened to release Michael Byers from the same place. Listen, listen, I like to shit on your ideas, but this could definitely take place in the same universe because he didn't get killed the same way Michael Myers didn't get killed. So it's in that town where like being blown up in a house that's burning down, uh, just kind of gives you third degree burns. Um, <laughs> so there are some good moments worth talking about uh, with the teens. Um, the the two big ones that jump to my mind is uh, the one. I guess he's supposed to be a skater kid uh, with the crazy Bill and Ted hair uh, <laughs> when he drops a 
a condom in the toilet and he's trying to fish it out with a toothbrush for like 20 minutes. <clears throat> and then he's like, maybe she won't notice. Um, yeah, the, maybe she won't notice. Well, so oh, there are two, God. there are two things I want to say about that. Well, a couple things I want to say about that guy and, and then that scene. So first of all, um, the, the, the reference I always think of when I watch that is, do I put the Jimmy hat on now? No, that ain't going to work. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, that is not consensual if he, you have sex and don't put on the condom. Um, and then also that guy shows up in uh, PCU. He does. With the He's the one that like, get, is he the one that gets tired of hanging posters after like two? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, just heard quit. that scream. um the other part that i always remember is all the teenagers they're hanging out in the band room and a girl essentially does a sexy blow job to the piece on a self on Uh, a saxophone (laughs) yeah so um i played sax for three years and i can tell you ear like without any sense of irony here that that's not the way you put your mouth on it Uh, but let's talk about some of the deaths because there's a, a good amount of deaths in this movie. There's two that have always stuck out for me. Um, but before I go, I'd love to know what some of your favorite kills are in Dr. Giggles. Well, you got to let the, the baby boy have his uh, have his day in the sun here. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess the cure for the common cold was a pretty, pretty good one. It wasn't super graphic. Um, I can't think of any super, cause all the things that I like didn't kill them. Like the dad <laughs> gets eviscerated, but, but he, he doesn't. He yeah. Doesn't. <laughs> but I, I, see- I like his death a lot. Uh, when I thought it was a death. I have always been really like I would say not freaked out, but I would say that the most disturbing of all the deaths to me is the liposuction one. The ice cream. Yeah. Like just just that shot. Like you don't have to see necessarily what he does, but it's the shot of the tube spraying out like the white liquid. And all of a sudden all the red just starts blowing into it like really fucked me up and one of the only things i remembered about this movie because i rented this movie from like the local video store when i was in middle school and i didn't really watch it again until it got a dvd release like a decade later but the one thing that always stuck in my memory was the person with the giant band-aid across his face and they have like the bulging eyeballs Mm. of from suffocation was like (laughs) burned into my (laughs) into my brain well, see, I think that the nose kill is my favorite. It's a really cool prosthetic and like, I don't know, it's just, it, it's fun. And that's why I say I would love more Dr. Giggles movies because I feel like you just, like, it's kind of like when you see new Freddy movies. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a hook there where you're like, ooh, what crazy dream sequences are they going to come up with for Freddy? Like, with Dr. Giggles, it's like, what weird, demented twist on a medical Procedure. instrument is gonna yeah like what yeah, and also where do you, where's he getting these killer instruments because like they're four times larger or more powerful than the the real kind and i'm like you just got out of the asylum two days ago you went home <laughs> to your dad's uh practice and now you have all these murder weapons these um, like 40 year old murder weapons but he did he made some of them 
when he, he i don't know he made the one gun because <laughs> when he when he went to the doctor and he's like i just made this haven't tested it out yet and then he shot him with it it was I like mean, the there claw. is. It was like the claw gun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. there is that line early on in the movie when when uh, all the stuff's going down in the uh, sane asylum, asylum yeah. and the guy's like, he's super intelligent. <laughs> you know, it was a crazy like uh, little little mind boggle for me is when the final girl first showed up. I was like, I was like, oh, it's K. Martin F. Campbell. And then, like, as I'm watching the movie, I'm like. Wait a second. Nev Campbell is Kmart Nev Campbell. This girl is like <laughs> <laughs> You know, this Nev Campbell is top that, tier. Like, you know, that's that's what's so crazy about Nev Campbell is that she definitely got a lot more attractive with age. Yeah. Like th- that's not a Hollywood story that you hear very often, you know. No. As someone who yelled at her when she tried to take my Starbucks coffee, <laughs> she, she is a very attractive woman. Um but she I, wasn't very attractive in Scream. I, no, Scream no, no. Scream Four though, she got she gets it. Oh yeah, right in Scream Four. And so I'm sure she'll look great in Scream Five. I was so while we're on the tangent of Scream movies, uh, so for Julie's podcast, we did the pilot episode of uh, the Scream TV series mm-hmm. recently, which is the I would recommend the first season. The first season is a fun season of TV. Um, but here's the thing: I was thinking about this. Is Scream one of the only slasher franchises where you follow the same final girl for five straight movies? I yeah. think so. Yeah, because wow. Heather Langenkamp was only in three of them. Yeah. And one of those was a meta. And yeah, then... like, like I was thinking about that. I was like, that. I wonder if that's a positive well, what about or Jamie a Lee negative. Curtis? Um. I mean, Amazing. she's in one, two, uh, H2O. Yeah, okay, okay. 2008, 19. Yeah, she's in a Halloween ton. Kills. Okay. So she's okay. been in five. Yeah, so yeah. that's the thing is it's not chronological because she wasn't in three, four, five, six. Yeah, so, Daniel so Harris even, was. So even with she the final girl technically, Danielle Harris, or would it be her cousin that was the final Oh, girl? Ellie Cornell. Um, I think that it's Danielle Harris personally. Okay. Yeah, she's on the posters. Uh, I guess what I was trying to get at is that for the Scream movies, as much as I really enjoy specifically Scream 4, and I'm sure Scream 5 will be a good time, It's I think it's the guys who did Ready or Not writing it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was thinking about this when they were talking, because when they were reviewing the, the TV series, Kathleen kept pointing out how fun it is that you really don't know who's going to survive on the TV show because it's a whole new cast of characters. Mm. And I was like, man, that is a good point because like when I watch the screen movies at this point, it's like, well, I know that they're not going to kill Courtney Cox or David Arquette or Nev Campbell. So like whenever it's like a scene of one of them being stalked, like the tension is already like lower than if it's just a whole new brand new group of teens where it's like, okay, I'm pretty sure this person's the final girl, but all bets are off on literally every single other character. In this movie. <laughs> like, well, that's why I think that's why Scream Four works so well is because they were they were sub characters at best in Scream yeah. Four, really. But I love I know that it's an ongoing joke with David Arquette, like, and I love it so much because he literally 
gets, gets murdered. Yes, and like the most unsurvivable ways every time. And he's just like on a stretcher with a band-aid right before the credits. <laughs> Giving the thumbs up. Yeah. It's, like, it's like when you watch a wrestler get taken out on a stretcher and they yeah. give the one the one thumb up in the air and you're like, he's okay. Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't bring up the wrestling because that's you know David Arquette's thing anyway. Yeah, that's yeah. his new thing. He's just kayfabe, right? Yeah, dude, my favorite David Arquette wrestling story has got to be, I think it was when I was with Brian. There's a wrestler named Nick Gage. And Nick Gage is a very violent wrestler who's part of what they call like death matches, where they literally try to like break you and send you to the hospital. It's like as real as wrestling can get as far as the violence. And David Arquette agreed to do the match thinking that they said Nick Cage. <laughs> and he can't God, be that stupid for real. And then was like, apparently it was like, what the fuck? It's like they were like no hitting him with blood wire. Cage match? <laughs> I mean, would, it, would Nick Cage not do something like that though? I think that's like a fuck, fair. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I was like, I get it because yeah, I agree with you, Brian. Like, if it was any other celebrity, I'd be like, no. But like Nick Cage, if Nick Cage just decided that he was going to do a wrestling match with David Arquette, I wouldn't even blink an eye at that information. No. Nick, Cage, <laughs> Nick Cage has never been in a wrestling match because he has never been asked. But all you have to do is ask him. You could be a college wrestling team. <laughs> you just, where do you want me? <laughs> Uh, I always forget how much I love Brian's Nick Cage impression. Um, it's a three-word cat. Like if I if I do it. <laughs> uh, so the, <laughs> one of the things when we did the episode, uh, there was a moment that I think was, in retrospect, one of the first like classic moments of horror movie night, which was uh, poor. I, I don't remember the the exact line, but it was essentially. Sit down. I want to pour you a glass of whiskey and tell you about the time uh, I saw a child rip itself out of a woman's body. <laughs> um, that flashback is just funnier over time. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that was a great scene. And they play it so straight. And it's like, there's no fucking way that any of this could have possibly happened. It's got, I, I don't think this is the exact line, but it essentially is he's pouring a drink and he's like, it was the worst goddamn night of my entire life. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, it's because he's like, I haven't had a drink in 22 years, and I'm going <laughs> to break my sobriety to tell you about the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. It's almost like his voice turns into Large Marge. Yeah. Oh, my God. that's That sells it for me even more so now. <laughs> um, the other thing that I will say with this movie, uh, and it's a trope and also, like, this movie is the tropiest of of slasher like they oh, knock, yeah. they On hit purpose. every single trope um i think that the waiting room filled with corpses is like right up there oh, with so sleepaway good. camp 2 is like one of my favorite like discovering all of the dead body moments like yeah dude but i there's this is the second time we've watched like a shitty movie and i've been convinced that they did a shot uh as an homage to cabinet of cabinet of dr caligari and i'm not sure because it would be such a weird <laughs> thing but like when he takes her from the hospital to his dad's old house or practice whatever you want to call it 
Uh, it just was like the the, the angle and the shot was mm-hmm. just like him on the rooftops carrying the woman, and it was just like, is that movie really going for that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or I think it's over analytical. I mean, I, I think that there's. I mean, it's hard to like if you're a horror movie director, even if you're directing Doctor Giggles, you're probably familiar with the cabinet of Dr. Kilgari just because it was like, like me as like a small child's reading about horror movies back when that was like a lost film. I know the images from it because like they were always in like every horror book and magazine is like the first horror movie. So I'm sure that first horror movie. (laughs) So like, I'm sure I'm sure that there's like an aspect of like, Ooh, let's do a little homage to this. But like, Similar to a comment that you made when we watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like, where do you get off? Like, oh, that, that was it, right? It was Texas Chainsaw Massacre three or next it was, four. It, it was four. four. Yeah. It was the South by Southwest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, that, the only reason I remember that is because you had to explain to me what it was, and I'm like, wow, I feel like a fucking idiot. Yeah, the helicopter scene from North by Northwest by uh, Hitchcock. I thought it was South by Southwest. Oh, North yeah, by... That's the mu- oh, that's please the music edit festival. that. <laughs> edit this so I don't sound like a fucking moron. Shit. Uh, classic. I mean, I won't edit it out of this episode, but I won't put it in our best of for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, no, no, none of this matters. <laughs> but no, I mean, all in all, I was really excited to rewatch this. Was there honestly, technically, both of the episodes we're recording for Scott and I are rewatches <laughs> um, in in subtle ways. But I was like, one, I was dreading the rewatch, and the other one, I was like, "Fuck yeah, man! I haven't had a good excuse to just pop on Doctor Giggles in a bit." Like, yeah, I I like this movie. I Brian, fun fact. This is a fun horror movie night fact for like longtime <laughs> listeners might know this newer listeners. This was the first movie Scott and I watched when we hung out with each other for the first time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And we had the subtitles on and the, the funniest subtitle of all fucking time came up and it said pounding continues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he came down. Uh, we were still doing Reddit Horror Club at the time. He literally got to my house. We immediately gave each other a big old hug because it was the first time we saw each other and went in the basement and recorded three episodes of Reddit Horror Club. Was that uh, when you had to go into the other room? Yeah, I was. So this was at Aunt Lisa's house, Brian. Mm-hmm. So Scott was sitting in the basement and then I was sitting in the laundry room because we were both so loud that it was picking up each other on our microphones if we were in the same room. Um, so uh, we did... Puppet Master 3, Phantom of the Paradise, and Motel Hell all in one night. And then immediately went to bed because we had to do three panels at a anime convention in Westchester at Westchester University. Uh, and then as soon as that was done, I was like, yo, I'm going to show you Dr. Giggles. <laughs> we went and watched Dr. Giggles. And then I went to sleep and drove home the next morning. It was a whirlwind. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, he got in his car and said, well, that was fun, but I hope I never see that guy again. (laughs) God bless you, Scott. I don't know. I don't know if like in Ohio, people are just used to driving a lot, but you and Foof are just like troopers for certain shit. Uh, I I mean, I, I also enjoy just long drives, but that's that's me. I'm like, hey. I'm going to drive for, I mean, even like short drives that people consider long drives. Like I'm driving to a a 
drive-in movie theater tonight by myself. And that's like a two to two and a half hour drive for me. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to fucking do it's it. It's not a short drive, dude. Anything nah. that takes two hours is like beyond my desire to do. I mean, honestly, like a 45 minute drive is a long drive for me because I hate driving so much. I, I think for me, it's that because you do maybe one or two a year to come out here on like a good year. Like, like on a good year, I'll do four with you. Yeah. For me, it's like, yeah, I'll drive. I'll drive up to Connecticut for this convention. I'll drive all the way down to Virginia for this convention. I'll drive oh, to God. Pittsburgh. I'll, I'll see what's going on. So here's the thing is that like those like those two and two to four hour drives are not a big deal. Like even five hours when we went to um, for me, it was five hours to go to uh, Gettysburg to do um, Pop Rock and Horror and Creature Feature Weekend. And those were about six weeks apart. I didn't love that, but I loved the experience of both of those cons. Just didn't love the drive there and back. Um, but like five hours is about my breaking point of like, okay, I can do this in a weekend. Like seven hours out for Mania in New Jersey sucks. Yeah. I, like, I take the next day off and I'm like, I don't I don't want to go anywhere. And then there's like fucking me that's like, ooh, I'm going to San Diego Comic Con. Well, why fly into California when I can fly into Nevada and make <laughs> and do four days of twelve hour shifts to drive to different cities just to see them and then get to San fucking Diego? <laughs> like, yeah, you are you are an odd odd man, Matt. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how you guys do it. I'm dreading this drive to Pennsylvania in two weeks. I like am fucking dreading it. Don't forget my Wait, camera. Uh, isn't that like 12? <laughs> is it 12 hours for you? Uh, no, 16. Fuck. I'm at the, and, yeah, I'm at the bottom of... Uh, why don't you just fly? It's way too expensive. I'm shooting something, so I have like a ship. Oh, you have to take all your shit. Okay. And, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so expensive to... Sorry, I didn't... I, for whatever reason, I just assumed that you were coming to PA to see the family. No, no, that's just <laughs> something I have to do when I'm up there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, it's like paying tolls. You know, you're not happy with it, but it's just it's what's the rules are. So your mom's like, your mom's like, you'll never come visit anymore. Yeah. Where are you, are you eating the sandwiches that I sent you? I love, I, love that our, I love that our mom is Adam Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I am going to be Adam Sandler. I am so nervous when I have kids because I just think of my childhood. And I was like, oh, man, when we were talking about having kids, I'm like, dude, I am going to be oh, mom completely. Like just every time the kids are getting ready for school, they're all going to laugh at you. Oh, God. <laughs> no. no! no! <laughs> uh, I mean, it'll be it'll be a good time. We might. Who knows? Brian may have forgotten that he put this out there, but Brian was like, oh, I don't I know. Maybe we, he was like, maybe we could watch. Or record an episode while I'm out there. So we'll we'll see if we can work out two of us in one room while the other person's calling in. I do it all the time for Julie's podcast, so I'm sure it's not going to be difficult. No, you're going to have to go into the laundry room this time. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Uh. Well, no, I thought you were talking about the uh, the compromise I made. Oh, that we watched two movies, but we're watching them separately. Oh, I know. I was saying separate nights. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like separate uh, nights. Because uh, <laughs> I want to watch War, and you want me to watch Student Bodies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Brian, don't do it, dude. I really want to watch War, but I don't want to pay the twenty dollars for the Blu-ray, and that's the only way you can watch it. But Matt, will pay oh, so Matt has it, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Says the guy who was too lazy to spend the too lazy to go to WeTransfer to watch Doctor Google, so he spent the four dollars. I already read. It's already downloaded on my computer. I just had to walk down here, but I was too comfortable and hot. It's so hot so here's now. so here's the thing that I will say about Brian, and I'm I'm stating this. This isn't me saying this is my sneaky trick. We're watching student bodies first because. <laughs> He wants to watch Troma's War, so I need I need him to not watch that and then be like, ooh, sorry, got busy. Don't have time for your student bodies. I just don't want to make the same so, mistake I did on Sus- Suspiria, and as long as that doesn't happen, I don't care what we watch. Yeah, no, I wait, would think you fall all... asleep with Suspiria? What, what happened with Suspiria? Oh, I, I would have rather until like nine. No, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> I, uh, I had a pizza steak with uh, long hots on it, and then when I was done, the fuck's a long hot. It's it's a pepper. It's like a long oh. hot pepper. As that's what they call it in Philly. I actually don't know the name of the pepper. Um, but anyway, I was getting a little tired. I had my sweatpants on. I put my hands down my pants. And oh, no. <laughs> then <I> was, <laughs> and then Scott's ahead of me. He knows what happens. I burnt my dick. <laughs> you think that Brian was part kangaroo with how frequently his hands are just down the pouch of his, the front of it? <laughs> it's uh, a comfort thing. Jade hates it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not something that you are supposed to do in polite society, so I get yeah. it. She, she one day like was just staring me. Um, she was just staring me down, and I go, What? And she goes, I have been watching you for the past five minutes and you just, you just pet our stinky dog for five (laughs) minutes and then took that dirty hand and grabbed your balls with it. (laughs) Man, and that's the reason why you married her because that's. That is just the, the the blunt honesty that you I, need in your I, life. I just don't get it. I don't get what Jade has with Brian. Just because, <laughs> just because, you know, when he's taking her out to a nice fancy dinner at the local Olive Garden and he's rocking his Tom in Bahama with both hands down the front of his pants, grabbing his testicles while he's waiting for the breadsticks. That is not a reason to be angry at him all the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What <laughs> I all I can say is what I told Julie when Julie said I have no idea why she likes you and I said trust me she doesn't and that's all <laughs> All right well that was our re-rental episode on Dr. Giggles I you know what the fact that we have literally no format and just fucking go with it these are slowly becoming my favorite episodes because <laughs> we barely talk about the movie even more so than a normal episode. So. Well, they've already heard yours and my opinion on the, the movie. So it's basically just whatever Brian wants to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Which is literally, here's the thing. Brian's, everyone's like, Brian's so quiet on the podcast. It's really only because he just doesn't want to talk about our movie. <laughs> if we get on any we'll other topic. Yeah, we get on any other topic and his face lights up and he just starts chatting away <laughs> yeah yeah it's that's what i always th- think about with him though is like when we i think it must have been the one year um of him uh, one year anniversary of being him being our co-host and he was like god you guys you put me through this and you know i'm like i'm not never doing this again until next week and then i'm like oh this i'm looking forward to this <laughs> <laughs> i still stand by it I get so uh, like, oh, this is so exhausting. And then anytime we do like a long break, I'm like, man, I really miss, uh, 
I miss recording. Yeah. I, Why I, do you I, think I have like seven podcasts? Yeah, I know. Get outside. <laughs> he took a morning walk and listened to the fucking grouch music or something like that monster in the mirror by grover wobble oh, wobble wobble woo 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 is one of the lyrics you know if anybody ever wondered why you're the person that i make fun of for eating buttered fucking spaghetti at 30 some years old i mean we I don't want to get into the whole deep dive, but uh, as I got back from my walk, Brian and Scott were in a very in-depth conversation about uh, the dairy. The dairy. And and you're like, and you have like a milk mustache. Well, no, no. The thought that went through my head was, oh, am I just supposed to dip my Oreos in water like some type of savage? I wasn't mocking you. For drinking milk, it was just a funny. <laughs> I thought it was a funny joke because Scott said I misread what Scott said. That's why it didn't make any no, sense. No, I got I got your joke because I read what you thought he said, which is yeah. that they produce the calf drinks milk and it makes them stay closer to the mother. And then Brian said, but <laughs> I drink humans too." <laughs> God, that joke's so much better now. Thank you. <laughs> Matt drinks milk a lot. Coincidence? <laughs> <a bunch> <laughs> question you son of a bitch. Uh, anyway, so that was re-rental. Uh, we'll be back next month with another re-rental. And I think it's one that Brian's going to be excited about because Brian has openly stated that he's really pissed off that we covered this movie before he was on the show because it's, it's one that he would have picked at one point or another. So tune in for next month's re-rental. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ads. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Wait, is Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time.
I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 